open, allow us to be able to glean from these teachings and these scriptures that you spoke thousands of years ago, that we'll see beyond what we've seen before, deeper than we've ever seen before, and Father, that we'll want to apply this new revelation into our life and be able to come forward and be victorious as we battle the enemy in this hour. I give you the praise and the glory for what you will do and what you have accomplished in the name of Jesus. And everyone here tonight will leave a different way than they came. In the precious name of Jesus. And the church said amen. 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 If you have your Bible, we're going to be in Ezekiel 37 to start tonight. And just everybody make a profession with me and say, I'm going to get all this tonight in Jesus' name. If you want to, while we're there, you can also kind of stick your finger into the book of Jeremiah as well tonight. Before I open up and I read, for those of you that has read the Bible before, where is the first place that the wind of the Holy Ghost is mentioned in the Bible? Anybody know? Somebody give me a chance. What, what book of the Bible is the first place that the wind of the Holy Ghost is mentioned? Jeremiah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anybody Probably got any other guess? Probably Genesis. <laughs> Genesis is right. Where at in Genesis is it mentioned? In the beginning. In the beginning. <laughs> in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and the Spirit moved or blew that's where the wind starts now i want you to notice when the winds began to blow everything was in chaos everything was in disorder everything was in darkness so the winds of the holy spirit where we're going to go at tonight we got to understand that this is an element of spiritual warfare and a level of spiritual warfare that many people in the church do not understand and because we don't understand it we don't apply it and we don't use it so you see when the Spirit of God began to move the Word of God was spoken and when the Word of God was spoken the Spirit of God performed it and as he performed the Word of God he took what was in chaos and he put it back together so what we're talking about is a movement and an anointing of the Lord that once the Word of God is released and prophesied, that it grabs a hold, and we, I'm going to use some technical theological terms. The Word of God is the Logos of God. However, that is the thought of God, the character of God, and that's the Logos. But when you release it and you speak it, it turns from Logos to Rhema, and Rhema is instruction, and a better word for it instead of instruction is a command when you release the word of god the logos word of god it turns to rhema in the mouth of a man or a woman and it is a decree it is a command so the word of god is released and then the holy ghost grabs a hold of that word and performs what that word has been released says for it to do let there be light and there was light. Let there be grass, and there was grass. Let there be a firmament in the heaven, there was a firmament. 
So the process of this is it's not enough just to release the Word of God. We've got to have the Holy Spirit moving to be able to bring things that's in disorder in our life in the world back together. So how many of you here tonight starting out have some things in your life that's in chaos, that's in disorder, out of order, out of arrangement, your priorities ain't right, and you need God to help you get them back in alignment? Amen. So this is going to help the church. This is going to help the church. So in Ezekiel chapter number 37, verse 9 and 10, God commands uh, Ezekiel, the son of man, he gave him a command, and I want to read that tonight, and I want to pull out just a couple things, and you might want to write it down in your notes. Notice here, what you are releasing is the word of God as you prophesy, but you can prophesy to things that are dead. You can prophesy to things that are natural. You can prophesy to bones. You can prophesy in the graveyard, whatever it may be. But we fail to realize sometimes that we need to prophesy to the angels. We need to prophesy to the Holy Ghost. And we need to prophesy to the demons. Now, so you have the power to speak into the spiritual realm. When you're praying, you're entering into the throne room of God and you uh, have the audience of one, which is God. So when you're praying, you are praying in heaven so that it will wind up being what it is in earth. So that said, when you speak, the words that comes out of your mouth are not just here on this earth, they travel into the spiritual realm, especially if the logos of word of God is in your heart. And you release that, then it goes into heavens, and whatever happens on the earth must happen in the heavens first. So, we are entering into a level of warfare that is going to surprise you of how much power you actually have. Now look what he said in verse number 9. God talking to Ezekiel. He said unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Now the word prophesy, I've said it several times, it means to speak or to sing under the divine inspiration of God. The Bible says for us when we get together that we speak in hymns to the Lord and that we speak in psalms to the Lord and it also speaks to us a, a making melody in our heart. And one of the movements of the Holy Spirit when you are anointed by the Holy Spirit is sometimes while you're singing you just make up words. How many of you ever just started singing making up words? Yes. And after a while, it sounds pretty good, don't it? Yeah, well, the Lord blesses you that way with it. That's mighty and powerful because that is prophesying. So it's not only just speaking. It can be singing. But notice here he said prophesy. It is written in the imperative tense. The word imperative means it's a command. So you are commanded to prophesy and to sing. To tell your neighbor right beside me, say, you're supposed to sing and to prophesy. You're commanded to do that. So what happens when you don't command, you don't follow a command of the Lord? You're found in disobedience, right? So the Lord will give you chance after chance after chance to see this. So now God has said prophesy. Now look what he said there. He said, prophesy unto the wind. The word wind is the Hebrew word ruach, R-U-A-C-H. 
And in some original text of this, it says the Ruach HaKadosh, which means the Holy Spirit. So now Ezekiel, which means God will strengthen, is commanded by God to prophesy to the winds so that his mission on this life, which means God will strengthen what's dead, manifests itself, and the Holy Ghost is commanded by the person that God gives the command to go and perform the action. So look what he said now. He said, prophesy unto the wind. And I'm going to give you Kip's translation where it says, prophesy unto the Holy Ghost and every angel under his command. You might want to write that down. That's really important. Speak the word of God to the Holy Ghost, sing the word of God to the Holy Ghost, and to every one of the angels that are under his command. Now, we all know the Holy Ghost is powerful, amen? amen. And a lot of times we miss the fact that the angels are powerful as well. One angel in the Bible, in one hour, in one night, killed 186,000 men. Now, Jesus said this. When Peter cut, that, cut the, the ear of the Roman centurion or soldier off, he looked at him and said, Don't you know I could call 12 legions of angels at any time? Legion in that time was not just 2,000. We, we, we look at that story of the guy that said his name was Legion and think it's 2,000. It was 7,857 soldiers. So when Jesus said, I can call 12 legions of angels. Somebody got the calculator tonight. He had 7,857 and times it times 12. We'll wait while you do that. 7,857 times 12. So how many angels do you have at your command? 942,284 angels are at your command. One of those angels slayed 186,000 men in one hour. That's how powerful What's in you is. I want to get that point across. You have the power to command an angel. Now, I, 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 I said that we didn't have power over the Holy Ghost. We don't. But we have power to work with the Holy <clears throat> Ghost. And what God is telling Ezekiel here is, hey, I am deputizing you. I am anointing you. I am giving you the power to become a general in heaven's host of angels' army. So you are a general in the army of angels that the Holy Ghost is over. So to look at your neighbor right beside him and say, Hello, General. Now we're going to start acting like, Now what? When a general gives a command, what happens? Everybody follows his command. So you are escalated far above the angels... So you are higher than the devil, you are higher than the angels, so you have the authority to command the angels that the Holy Ghost has under his control. So what you're doing is you are working with the Holy Ghost. How many's already learned something tonight? 
Now, take that figure, Tina, 942,000, however many you got there. 94,284. Times it times 186,000. 186,000 human beings in one hour. And we're going to call it out again. 9, 17, 17 billion. Which is 17 billion. 536 million, comma, 824,000, comma, and three So that's how much power you have at your mouth. Wow. So, we look up at the, the light here, and we see the 120 volts that come in here. And we think that's a lot of power. Out there, that little line that comes to the transformer, we got about 30,000 volts. But that don't even touch how much power you've got coming out of here if God lives inside of you. So if you've got that much power, why in the world are we defeated? Why in the world are we beat down? Why in the world is it that we let things get the best of us and we live in a rut over and over and over again? Uh -huh. We don't have enough yeah. knowledge sometimes to even understand what we have at our disposal. So he says, prophesy, son of man, to the wind. And he said, say unto them... Say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, Adonai Jehovah. Uh, and here's a little thing for you to study. Why God put it that way, Adonai Jehovah. So in the next few days, studying on that and find out why God put it that way. Why didn't God say Jehovah Adonai? There's, there's a reason why he done that. And then circle that word come. That word come is an imperative command. So you are commanding the angels that's under the power of the Holy Ghost to come. So you have the authority to command an angel to do whatever they need to do. So if you want to really exercise all the power that God has given you, you need to first understand where you are sitting at in the heavenly realms. You are Jesus' right-hand man. All the power that Jesus had, you have, because he gave it to us when he left this earth. So the problem in the church is the church is not using that power. And what we want to do here in Living Water is teach you how to use that power. And one main element of knowing how to use that power is to have the knowledge that, hey, I do have this power. Well, if you don't know you got it, you won't never use it. You got enough of power in your word when you get to a point that you can literally change situations. So let's read on a little bit further. 
He said, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, that, that's the word ruach, O spirit, and breathe upon those slain. Breathe upon what's dead, that they may live. So he said, I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them. There's a difference in the power of God coming on you and the power of God coming in you. And when it came in them, they lived, and they stood up upon their feet, and they began to be an exceeding great army. When the, the Holy Spirit, the angels that's under the Holy Spirit's power come in, you can't sit there like you're sitting right now. It's going to cause you to move. Anybody ever been in a Holy Ghost rally or Holy Ghost service? You been in a Holy Ghost service when the Holy Ghost shows up sick? People that don't normally shout a shout because it's going to move you. It don't matter if you're sick. Well, I've seen a girl one time, she had a lame leg and the power of God hit her. And she danced all the way around the church. And when she fell out, she hit the cement on floor. I thought she had knocked herself out. Uh, to be sure, she'd have had a knot on top of her head. But she got up and didn't have a knot at all. God's power overtakes you at that point. So tonight, what we want to do is tap into that. So if you don't get anything else tonight, get this. You have power over some uh, legion, 12 legions of angels. And they have enough of power to kill 17 billion human beings in one hour in the, the night. Now, Tina, you still got that up? Mm -hmm. Time's at time 24. Call it out. Four twenty comma eight eight three comma seven seven six comma zero zero zero. Four hundred and twenty billion. Billion. Huh. There ain't that many people on the earth. There ain't but eight billion on the earth. So in one hour, you got enough of power to change the whole world. Say that with me. In one hour, I have enough of power. To change the whole world. Oh, if you got that, the devil wouldn't know what to do with you. If I got that, the devil wouldn't know what to do with me. So that's how much power there is out there. Is that enlightening to you tonight? Amen? Amen. Now, the word when is frequently used in the Bible. And it's a metaphor. And every time you hear the word wind in it, God has given you a spiritual truth with it. So go with me tonight, if you will, to Jeremiah chapter 22. I want, God uses the word when as a metaphor, as a symbol, to show you what happens when the wind shows up, the spirit shows up, and why it shows up. Jeremiah chapter 22, verse 22, and when you get it, say amen. Some of y'all learn more about the spiritual realm right there than you've ever learned in your life. Amen. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah 22 and 22. You got it? Amen. All right. He says, the wind shall eat up. Now, that word eat up literally means blow away. 
the wind, the spirit, the angels there will come in and blow away all thy pastors. And that word really should have been allies. And it'll blow away all your lovers. That means your friends. All your friends will go into captivity. Surely then shalt thou, thou be ashamed and confounded for all thy wickedness. So, before I explain that to you, keep your finger there and go to Jeremiah chapter 49 and let me show you another spiritual truth. When you get 49, say amen. Jeremiah 49, verse 36. Okay. 49 and 36. And it says, And upon Elam will I bring the four winds. Now where you kept your finger at, flip over to Jeremiah chapter 22. It says the wind is going to blow away all your allies. And it will carry all your friends into captivity. Everybody say one wind. One wind. Now go back to Jeremiah chapter 49. And it says, and upon Elam will I bring the four winds from the four quarters of heaven, and I will scatter them toward all those winds, and there will be no nation whether the outcast of Elam shall not come. So the four winds are used in the second verse. One wind is used in the first chapter of 22 there that we read. And the four winds are used in these two verses and the first thing that it hits you is that when the winds start working together, it breaks up unholy alliances. So anything, get this now, that's why the church is the answer today. Any unholy alliance in your life, any unholy alliance in the educational system, any unholy alliance in the judicial system, any unholy alliance in the political system, all of that, when the wind of God hits it, God will obliterate it. He will scatter it. He will tear it all apart. So you have enough of power when you exercise the power of the Holy Spirit to take down all that hell has put together. And if there's some corruption going on, you can pray that down. You can demand the Lord to do it and release the Holy Ghost on them. So everyone just say, sick them, Holy Ghost. Y'all heard me say that for years. But that's exactly what it means there. Now also, not only that, it breaks up every relationship that there is in your life that has any evil content or intent in your life. So when the power of the Holy Spirit is brought in with the winds of the Holy Spirit, any relationship that has been brought in your life to bring evil, to bring you down, to cause you to be hooked on this stuff, God will defeat it in, in, in a minute. So this is some of the wind of the Holy Ghost that we need to release when we're praying over people that are hooked on drugs and alcohol, hooked on sex, hooked on laziness, whatever it may be, whatever it is. This is the power of deliverance with this. So not only will it break every unholy alliance that there is in your world and what you release it to do, it will also come in and it will break up every relationship that's evil in your life. How many of you need the wind of the Holy Ghost just to do that in your life right now? Amen. All right. It's also used 
the wind of the Holy Ghost is also used as a revelatory tool from God, meaning that the Holy Ghost is going to come and reveal something to you. So God sends, get, get this, this is where we really need to get it because it's the individual application. God sends the winds of the Holy Ghost on us so that we will become, uh, have a revelation of how much wickedness we have in ourselves. So this is a revelation that God comes in, gives you the discernment of the Holy Spirit, not only to see what's all evil out there, what's unholy out there, but in you, you began to see how wicked you are because God cannot minister out in the world unless he has an agent to be able to minister through. So he's got to get you cleaned up first. So that's when you began to understand my righteousness is as filthy rags. I, when I'm standing in the power and the presence of the Lord and everything, then, then I'm scared to death that, you know, if the Lord shows up, I'm not worthy for the Lord to even show up in my life. And you get a good understanding of just how wicked you actually are. Mm-hmm. Now, is that, um, is that one of the purposes, basically, of the east wind? It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to go through this, and we're going to break down. I'm going to give you enough tonight to kind of encapsulate all four winds, and then we're going to come in, and we're going to break down each one of the winds as we go forward. But she's right. The east wind comes in and separates things. Just like the east wind began to blow on the Red Sea when Moses was out there, he held out his rod, and God caused the east wind to blow all night long, and it separated, get this now, it separated an unpassable <laughs> gulf. And he separated and made a dry way when there was no way for them to go out. And they were over to cross over out of slavery and out of bondage into the promised land. And that east wind caused the devil and his enemies to be drowned right at your feet. So the east wind's a powerful wind. Amen. Amen. Now, let's go on a little bit further. It is also what God employs... To cause you personally to repent. We got a lot of people in our church, a lot of people in the world that really needs to repent. And a lot of times we try to preach to them to cause them to repent. But it is the wind of the Holy Ghost that makes them repent. And when I say the wind of the Holy Ghost, what I want you to picture, let's say, I'm going to use Chris tonight. Let's say Chris comes in here and he is one of the, the, the biggest dope dealers there is in the world. He's hooked on heroin. He, he's really an evil man. What happens as the word of God is released and the winds of God is prophesied to, an angel walks where he's at and stands right with him and begins to speak and minister to him and put pressure on him to straighten up. And makes him feel like, hey, you need to get straight. So when you feel that emotion from the Lord, it is the angel of God that is being put in your life to minister to you to give you the revelation to, hey, you need more God in this hour. So what I want you to get more aware of is that you are entertaining angels unaware. You don't even know they're around you all the time, but they're there all the time. Amen? So this is something that God uses that cause you to want to repent, not just to see that you need to repent, but print. Now, look also there in, in, in the last chapter, of 49, 36 in Jeremiah. Upon Elam, God brought every army that there was in the world against them. Now listen to that. 
God used the four winds to bring every army that there was in the world against Elam. There's spiritual truth behind that. When you release the four winds of the Holy Ghost, you are getting every battalion that there is in God's holy angel army and releasing them in your life. So y'all didn't get that. Y'all be happy. And he releases them against the enemy of God. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. It's like Elisha was sitting there and, and the, the servant come running in and said, Oh my God, we're, we're surrounded by the Syrian army. And Elisha walked out and smiled a little bit, laughed and chuckled. And he said, Oh my God, why ain't you acting crazy? He said, Oh Lord, open up his eyes. And when he prayed, he looked and he saw the angels of God just camped around that their army and he had faith. I'm here to tell you, there ain't a battle that you're going through that God don't already have the angels assigned in your life to carry you through it. Amen. And we just need to get the revelation of that. Amen. Is that a pretty good study so far? Amen. Amen. So upon Elam, God brought the armies uh, of the Holy Ghost against him spiritually to move the armies of the world to go against them. Now, we've all been through hurricanes, haven't we? Mm -hmm. What does the place look like after a hurricane comes through? Everything's been tore all to pieces, ain't it? So when you release the winds of the Holy Ghost against the enemy, you are releasing a hurricane, a tornado against hell. And you are destroying everything that hell has built up in your life and in the life of those around you. And God, what, what do you do after a hurricane? After everything's blown all to pieces, what do you do? You go out there and you rearrange it. You put it back in order. You get out there and you work hard to make it happen. You bring things back together. So God uses the uh, ministry of the angels and the winds of the Holy Ghost to come in, tear things down in the church that's holding the church down, tears things down in the country that's holding the countries down as we, as the service of God, release the word of God and prophesy to them. And then he comes in and rearranges everything and puts it in order. All right? Now go with me to Matthew chapter 24. I teach this and said it one time. I can't remember where I was at, but I said it one time in Sunday school many years ago, and even the pastor came to me and told me I was wrong. And I said, well, if I was wrong, Jesus is wrong. So I had to use this scripture to explain to him that, hey, this is what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 24, verse 31, Jesus talking said that God the Father will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And the angels will go out and gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. And what I said was, is that the angel, the wind has the angels in them. How many remember the story when David asked God, he said, do I need to go up against the Philistines? And the, God told him, he said, no, don't do it this time. He said, go around the back of their army. And get up under the mulberry tree. And you wait until you see the mulberry tree start shifting in the wind. What he was telling is, hey, when the angels show up and you start seeing that the mulberry trees is shifting in the wind, then you know that the Holy Ghost is there and then you can go to battle. Mm -hmm. 
Y'all got me now? So there are angels in the four winds. It's going to go a little bit deeper than that too as well. I want to show you something else with it. In Hebrews chapter 1. And if you got any questions, not stop me able to go forward. Hebrews chapter 1. Listen to what God said through the writer of Hebrews. And you really have to look at this because the way it is translated causes us to miss exactly what God says. Verse number 7, Hebrews 1. If you got it, say amen. 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 It said, And of the angels, he says, God says, who maketh his angels spirits. That word, we already know an angel's spirit, right? God don't have to make the angels a spirit. That word there is saying that God said himself that he makes his angels the wind. So the wind has a lot to do. When you see the wind moving, there is a spirit moving in that wind. It can be a good spirit or a bad spirit. So the angels, if you want to know angels around, pay attention to the wind. Oh, they're around. God said, I make my angels wind and he says i make my ministers talking about the angels flames of fire so we're going to get into that a little bit deeper a little later on but i just want you to see that the wind has a lot to do with angels now here we find out tonight you have authority over 12 legions of angels you got enough of power in yourself to release those angels and you can be delivered of any situation that there is going on and now we find out that God makes his angels in, in your life the wind in your life. So when the wind is blowing in your life, when things are tearing up in your life, when things are not going good in your life, when it feels like everything is not in order, everything going crazy, you need to slow down a minute, go before the Lord and say, okay, Lord, where have I messed up at? Because God's trying to put things back together. That's what we've been doing in our church, trying to find out where we messed up at. So that we can get everything back in alignment for the Lord. Is that helpful to everybody? Amen. Amen. Now whenever the four winds are mentioned. It usually, usually in the Bible references some big event that's going on. Something that's remarkable. Something that's unusual. Something that is life changing. And also a devastating event to the enemy that God uses the wind against. Now go back with me if you will to Daniel chapter 7 verse number 2. I'll give you time to find that. When you have it, say amen. I'm gonna put this in, in, in I'm gonna put this in context so you can kind of see what you do when you use the four winds of the Holy Ghost. Have you got Daniel chapter 7, verse 2? Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven. Circle that. In your notes or in your little margin in your Bible, write, he saw a great storm. Now, now, let, now let's read this the way it was actually really written. It said, Daniel spoke and said, I saw in my vision in the middle of darkness 
And I saw a great storm of angels coming from heaven. So the four winds is a great storm. Say that with me. The four winds is a great storm. So we're going to start praying in here that God releases a spiritual storm on the United States of America. He releases a spiritual storm on Living Water Worship Center. And he releases a spiritual storm, a great spiritual storm on your life and your family, on your finances, on your health. He's going to put things back together this year. Can the church say amen? amen. He goes on a little bit further. He said there, he said, and it strove on the surface of the great sea. Now that word strove there said he saw this great storm coming and it was churning. It was churning on the, the, the sea. The word sea is always symbolic of people in the middle of people. So here uh, God is showing Daniel. He's saying there is a great storm of my angels that are coming down and they are going to start churning on, in the surface of the people here on this earth. And there are going to be strong winds blowing from every direction. The Holy Ghost is going to release his power on this earth before Jesus comes back again. We need to get that understanding. Amen? Amen. So this is a storm of heaven. It's a storm, a spiritual storm from heaven. Now, before we came to church tonight, it started raining a little bit, didn't it? I think Betty said it was really raining her way. It was. What do you do when it's really raining? Slow down. Slow down. Everybody look at somebody right beside and say, slow down a little bit. When the wind comes up, what do you do? When the wind gets tough, what do you do? What do you do as well? You pull over and what else do you do? You go find you a place to get into that you're going to be safe. So turn to somebody here now you ain't talked to yet and say the church is your shelter. So in this hour, God is telling you I'm about to release this. You better get yourself in church and you better stay in the church and you better get in there because that is going to be the safe place. So a great storm of angels is coming. Now what is a storm? A storm is literally a disturbance in the atmosphere. Here's a prophetic word from God. God is disturbing the atmosphere right now. Now, what what happens when you're disturbed? Tina, on your phone, type in on the Chrome there. Type in the word disturb and hit the word word definition and pull it up and read out what the the word uh, disturb means and the definition of it. When you are disturbed, what does it mean? She's typing with one thumb. <laughs> so when you are disturbed, hold on just a minute. When, when you are disturbed, it says you're going to have your normal pattern disrupted. So God is about to disturb Living Water Worship Center and our normal pattern of worship, praise, prayer, living, he's about to to literally have a a, a feast day in it. He's about to change everything. Read it out again, that first statement. Have your normal pattern what? Disrupted. Disrupted. 
disrupted. How many like to be interrupted? No, I don't. They don't know about like to be interrupted, do they? It also means, now, now, now listen now, I want you to understand, this ain't all good. There's some bad things with it too. The word disturbed means suffering or resulting from emotional or mental problems. Being disturbed means you don't know the answer. So now God is giving you a revelation right now to say, okay, wait a minute. I'm coming in and I'm going to take the normal pattern, your normal function, and I'm going to disrupt it a little bit. And when I disrupt it, you might suffer a little bit of mental and emotional power, strain in your life. But look at your neighbor and say, don't give up. It means that God is going to interfere with the normal arrangement in your life. And he's going to make you feel anxious. Get ready. You're going to feel anxious. Don't mean it's bad. It's going to turn out real good for you. It goes on a little bit deeper here with it. It's going to also interrupt your sleep, your relaxation, and your privacy. So you ain't going to be able to be asleep no more spiritually in the house of God. Amen. Now, that's enough word. You can go home right now. That means John's going to get awake, that Chris's going to get awake, that Ben's going to wake up, that everybody's going to wake up. How long did your preacher preach behind the pulpit? Wake up! Yeah. Isaiah chapter 60, verse number 1. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's a brand new day. It's a brand new day. Yeah, it's dark out there, and it's getting darker, but the glory of God is going to shine on you. It's a brand new era. Brand new era. So he says that what this is. Now let's just go back and read that one more time. He said, Daniel spoke and said, I saw in my vision by night and behold the four winds of heaven, a great storm of heaven strove. It was churning on the surface of the great sea, the people, and it had strong winds blowing from every direction. In other words, it was an attack of the enemy on, on the enemy by God's army. God has declared war against the enemy, the devil, in the last little while in the spiritual. Get ready. God is about to show the devil who he is. Amen. 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 Boy, I wish I could get this in everybody's heart to the deepest part. Now, let me show you what's going on. Revelation chapter 7, verse 1. Turn there. That shouldn't be too hard to find. It's the last book in the Bible. <laughs> Revelation chapter 7, verse 1. When you got that, say amen. 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 Chapter 7, verse 1. Got it? Say amen. amen. And after these things, I saw four angels. Everybody say four angels. Now, how many, how many people could one angel kill in one hour? 186,000. So now we're going to find out that God has four angels that are stationed on the four corners of the earth. One in the east, one in the north, one in the south, one on the west. They have a job to do. They are anointed and they are given a ministry from the Holy Ghost to do. We're seeing it right here. After these things, I saw four angels. They were standing on the four corners of the earth, and everybody read that out with me. Holding the four winds of the earth, 
that the wind should not blow upon the earth, nor the sea, nor the any tree. Mm. So what, what, what's happening now, this is in the tribulation, God has these angels stop any movement of the Holy Ghost at all for a while under a, a seal. These angels, though, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because when you are releasing the east wind, you are releasing an angel that God has given power to over that particular east wind. When you release the west wind, you are commanding that angel. When you release the north wind, you're commanding that angel. When you release the south wind, you're commanding that angel. So now you're going to have all four angels that are over each one of the movements of the Holy Spirit and every angel up under them that are assigned to the earth to fight for you. To fight for you. Y'all with me tonight? So when you see the word wind in the Bible, it is the agents of war of God. Where God has positioned them, they're positioned in the heavenlies, and they've been released by God to go to battle. And what God is waiting on his people to do is to release them to go fight. Y'all with me tonight? Smile at me over here if you got it. Smile at me over here if you got it. God's waiting on the church to release these angels to go fight because the battle is not yours. It's whose? There you go. So he's already put everything you need in place to win the victory. We want to try to fight it and take the burden on ourselves and all this stuff. God's already got it all planned out, all this stuff. So now we've got these angels that are placed all around the earth. And as they are placed there, as time goes on in, 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 on earthly time, they're going to be commanded by God to hold all the winds. They ain't going to be able to blow on the people. They're going to be blowing on any of the tree. But right now, God has told Ezekiel, and Jesus said God makes the angels of God win, and they have been released. On, in Acts chapter number 2, it happened to where they were in that upper room, and the Bible said a rushing mighty wind came into that place. And when it came into that place, a flame of fire that looked like tongues, a big fireball came in and set on each one of them, walked through 120 of them. So in a sudden moment, a sudden moment, everybody say a sudden moment. It all turned around in a sudden moment. You're about to experience a suddenly from the Lord spiritually here in living water. Someone say amen on that. So. Now we've got the angels of the war. They're already in position. Everybody say they're in position. They're in position. They're stocked up. They're ready to go. They got anything they got. They have the sword of the Holy Spirit with them. They got anything that they need from heaven to come out and fight the battle. And God's got them placed in the north wind. He got them placed in the south wind, the east wind, and the west wind. And tonight I want to give you just enough to pique your curiosity. To where you'll want to know what north wind does, the east wind does, the west wind does, and the south wind does. The north wind, let's start there with that. The north wind, everywhere in the Bible, when it is released, is accompanied with thunder and lightning. Thunder and lightning. Now we're going to study what thunder does. And we're going to study what lightning does. And I will give you a word on that just to start. 
when the devil decided that he was going to go to heaven and he was going to rage war against God, everybody said there was war in heaven. But look at me. They want war in heaven. Didn't happen. The minute he showed up with all of his imps, he was cast out of heaven like lightning. Just as quick as lightning went. Darkness cannot stand in light. And God released the lightning and threw him down to the earth. It was over in just a second. How long does it take for it to lighten in here on this earth? At a twinkling of an eye, it's done. But the thunder, listen to this. When the thunder starts rolling, how many of you remember this that the old people would say? Okay, if you see the lightning, you can count the number of seconds until you hear the thunder and that's when you're going to know how many minutes it's going to be before you have the rain come. So, so when the lightning in the north wind is released from God, the devil's defeated right then. Amen. But it takes a few minutes for it to manifest itself. So when you begin to see the lightning of the Holy Ghost, then you just sit back and everybody holler out and say, slow down. Slow down. Slow down until you know the storm is over you. Don't you go out there and just try to do it. You'd be stupid to be out there in the middle of a hurricane trying to do something. You're supposed to be in a shelter in the middle of a hurricane. Amen? A tornado, when you come, boy, you better find some place that the tornado can't get a hold of. So the north wind... It has the thunder and the lightning with it, but it also has rain with it. Now, what does rain do? Why do we get water from the rain? We need it to drink. We need it to drink. It gives us life. What else does it do? Causes the seed to grow, right? Oh, boy, I'm going to get it now. What else does it do? So, so, so now you take a seed, John, you go out and you put your tomato seed in some soil and it rains on it. What starts happening to that seed? It starts growing. It comes up out of the grave or out of the ground. It comes up out of the grave, don't it? Because see, when you put that seed in the ground, the seed cannot come to life until it dies. You can take a seed and put it there on that piano and let it sit there for a hundred years. It'll never grow. It's still got life in it, but it'll never grow. You can take it out there to, in just a moment or two, dig a little spade in the ground, throw it in the ground, and in a minute it will decompose, and then it'll start growing, and it'll come up and it'll break through, and it'll grow. Now, while a plant is growing, what do we say it's doing? It's doing what? It's being fertilized. Well, what's it doing? Growth. Give me another word for growth. Maturing. Mature. What about increase? All right, so you take one seed and you take one apple seed, you go out and you put it in the ground, and all of a sudden it comes out. Is all you get back is one little apple? How many apples do you get off of one seed? You, don't, you can't hardly even count them because it's this season and the next season and the next season and the next season. And every apple that you pick off the tree has the seed within itself. So you can go, so what am I talking about? Increase. Mm 
The north wind of the Lord is the anointing of the Holy Ghost and an angel that God sends in your life to give you increase. Increase your numbers, increase your boundaries, increase, increase your gates, increase your power, increase your anointing, increase the glory that you have in your life, increase your faith. So when we release the north wind of God on Eva, then we are releasing the power of God to cause her faith to grow and increase, to cause her to have more money in her life, to cause her to have more good relationships in her life, to cause her to have more power in her life. So when the north wind of God comes, uh, the Lord of God, the, the, the Lord God sends the angels and immediately, suddenly, everybody I'll say suddenly, the devil is defeated. He is torn down immediately, rearranged, put out there, and the seeds that have been sown, this is where you're going to like it, the seeds that have been sown in your life, all of your life, when the rain of God hits you, it begins to grow and it increases. So there is no need for nobody to ever go without from this point on. Amen. So just tell your neighbor, say, release the north wind. Release the north wind. All right, let's go a little bit deeper. South wind. Now, I want to also share with you, I'm giving you some positive things about this, but each one of these winds has a negative side of it, too. The south wind is a good wind, but it can be extremely deceiving. Paul, when he was on his trip to Rome, they banked at this harbor, and it had been some rough weather. Then the Bible said a south wind began to blow. And against Paul's word, the captain of the ship said, we're going to set sail for Fairhaven. He just left out of the harbor in a south wind, and the south wind turned, from the south wind it turned over into a eurocyclone, which is literally a, a, a hurricane. So a south wind, if you go the wrong direction in the south wind, then you're going to go right into the eye of a hurricane spiritually. But the south wind, when God releases that in your life, it brings peace in your life. How many just at times, right lately in your life, you said, I just need some peace and quiet. Amen. I think even Katrina said that on the phone last night. I need a little bit of peace and quiet. Not only that, it brings healing. This is the movement and the power of the Holy Ghost that will usher in a healing revival. Y'all hear me now. Start praying that the south wind of the Holy Ghost will start hitting the United States of America and let it start in living water worship center because what you're going to be releasing is a healing revival. Not only a physical healing, but a spiritual healing. Healing of emotions healing of your people's mind. You are releasing some. If you need your family straightened out, release the south wind of God. But when you do so, pray also that you'll get the revelatory wind of God as well so that you'll know what direction to go and when to slow down and when to move. Everybody just holler out and say, slow down a little bit. Slow down, slow down a little bit. I hope y'all get this tonight. Boy, I'm already at about an hour. The east wind. Betty is in straw with the east wind tonight. I can already tell that. 
The east wind is a wind that scorches and devastates and separates and makes a way where there is no way. But the east wind is the wind of the Holy Ghost that stops the enemy in his tracks. It will drown him in your life. It will take him completely out of your life. The east wind will literally deliver you out of the claws of the enemy. Oh, y'all ain't getting this now. Y'all be happy. The east wind of the Holy Ghost, the angel that is over the east wind of the Holy Ghost, when he shows up in your life, the devil's got to flee right then. If he hangs around every ministry that he's tried to do in your life, everything he tries to do from that point on will fail. He will be drowned and buried right at your feet. And the east wind, what happened after all that happened with Moses and all them, after they got on the promised land, oh, Miriam, she got out there and she wrote a song and they had them a great big dance. So the east wind, Betty, brings a shouting, praising time to the house of God. So what we need in this church is the east wind to be released. Amen? Amen. Mm. I really do. But let's talk about the west wind just a little bit. How many of you need to be blessed by the Lord right now? Amen. Well, y'all didn't answer too quick. Amen. How many need a blessing of the Lord Amen. right now? Amen. Amen. The angel that is over the west wind, when he comes in your life, he drives away the devourer. The Bible says that the devil himself, now, now get this, this is one of the most powerful winds. The Bible says that the devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Mm -hmm. This is a wind when it comes in your life that the devil himself can't even stand up to it. Everybody say, I need the west wind. So it drives away the devourer and it brings relief in your life and it brings a promise to you that you're going to have God rain down on you and it follows, after it gets rid of the devourer, it follows by bringing blessing and transformation in your life. The Bible says that God said, I am going to restore to you the years the canker worm and the pauper worm and the caterpillar stole from you. And he did so by releasing the west wind. The west wind was released in Egypt to drive away the locusts that the east wind brought in. So the west wind and the east wind works together, and as the west wind comes together with it, it brings in a blessing. So the minute that the locust was drove away and all the winds of the Holy Ghost was being used with the children of Israel, the Bible said when Pharaoh finally made up his mind that he was going to let them go, that all the Egyptians started unloading their house, giving them all the gold and everything that they And when they left Egypt, they had more gold and more silver and more wealth than the people of Egypt had. So this is a transformational wind of the Holy Ghost where the wealth of the wicked is, that has been set up for the wicked is going to be transferred over to the righteous folks. Everybody holler out and say, I need the west wind. Now ain't this, ain't this interesting, amen? Now, there's some other winds too. We ain't going to talk about them much, now I'm just going to give them to you. First off, there's the whirlwind. The whirlwind is when two or more of these winds are working together. 
However, it don't really take two. The Bible says it can be the whirlwinds of the south. It can be the whirlwinds of the east, the west, or the north. The wind from the south, the Bible calls it the whirlwinds of the south. So we have the whirlwinds and the whirlwinds of the south. Where is Tornado Alley at in America? South Midwest, right? It's shifted right lately. Right now it's coming on up in North Carolina. So it's coming down from Texas up our way. So the south wind, what causes a tornado? Tornado is caused by the south wind coming in and hitting another wind. But there's also another wind. There's a contrary wind. You remember when the disciples was rolling against contrary wind? And Jesus did what? He stood up and he spoke to the wind and he said, Peace be still. I remember when they were rowing against the contrary winds and he came walking on the water. And when he came walking on the water, the Bible said the minute that he entered into the boat, the wind ceased and they were at their destination. A contrary wind from the devil it comes in your life when you're right at the brink of your breakthrough. We have been experiencing in this church a contrary wind. Because we've been this close to a breakthrough on many occasions. And what happened to Peter when Jesus came walking on the sea? Peter said, Lord, if that's you, let me come to you. And he said, come on. So he got out of the boat and he did what? Turn to your neighbor and say, you can't walk on the water. Now I'm not talking about physically getting on the water. You probably could. I'm just telling you this was a move of faith to where he done something he never done before. So just point your finger at somebody right beside him and say, you're about to do something that you ain't never done before. Now notice that. It's a contrary wind that's sent by the enemy, but God comes in by the very presence of the Holy Ghost, or I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, of the Son of God himself, and he steps in your boat, and the minute he steps in your boat, every contrary wind of the enemy ceases in your life, and you immediately reach your destination. So we are right at the breakthrough and been experiencing these winds, and God is wanting you to begin to release the power of the Holy Spirit to come in with the four winds of the Holy Ghost and get to your destination and what God wants you to do. Because when the four winds comes together, what it does is it brings life, it brings restoration, and it brings power to those things that are dead in your life. If you got anything dead in your life and you need God to resurrect it and you need to release and speak to the power of the Holy Ghost and to the winds and say, come all you winds and breathe life into everything in my life that has been slain because I need to be a member of the army of Almighty God. Amen. In other words, when God sends the four winds in your life, it is a spiritual intervention in your life. He comes in and takes the battle out of your hands and he whips the devil for you right in front of your eyes and he carries you in a level that you've never been in your life. Turn to your neighbor again and say, you're about to do something you ain't never done. Now, this is a level of spiritual warfare 
that the church don't understand. Because we don't understand it, we don't use it. It is a level where we fight with the angels that are over the four winds. And all those angels of heaven, this in the armies of heaven, come down and fight with you against the devil in your life. And the devil will lose every battle against an angel if they are properly covered with prayer. If you are commanding, let me hold on and say command to win. If you are commanding the wind to keep on coming in your life, those angels will be there and they will fight for you. I want everybody to just holler out and say, the battle's not mine. So God begins to fight in your life with the four winds and all the angels that are assigned to you. And God begins to fight your enemy. And the first thing he does is he does it with lightning. Why does he do it with lightning? Because darkness cannot stand in the dark, can it? Somebody say amen, amen. on that. Amen. Darkness has to run away when the light comes on. Amen. Darkness cannot hang around when the light shows up. Amen. Amen. How many's got some devils in your life that's dark, and you need to get rid of them? Yes. 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 Darkness cannot hang around. Shut that door back there. Well, I bet he jump up and run around the house. Uh-uh. Run around? I'll do it if I just walk. <laughs> I wouldn't if I was just walking in the dark. No. Walk around Jesus. Now, now, understand what I'm fixing to say. Everybody say, slow down a little bit. Slow down a little bit. I think you better slow down. Why do you need to slow down a little bit? Because it's dark out there. And it's going to get darker. I Be careful now. Coming up on faster. I'm using a point, okay? You said slow down. I want you to get up and come find Now, there's a little bit of light in here still, right? Mm-hmm. I told her to cut the fire in my cell phone. Oh, I bet I know where it's at, Diva. What? Oh, yeah, we will. We'll give her a cell phone. What you willing to give up, Diva? 
Now, why why is it that you need to slow down? Because she's lost as a bat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that thing has to be something dark. Hey, I'll give you a hint. It's more further down here. Down where? Down here. Well, it doesn't go back up there. Now, see, she thought that. Because I played around right here that I put it there. Dip it on me. Uh, like I said, you probably wouldn't put it down. Yeah. And I called that one. Hmm. I did too. I called the other. He probably, now. <laughs> Do you see why you need to slow down now? Yeah. Because that that you think you see, you don't see it. It's not as it appears. Now, I just flipped on the light. Every bit of the darkness left, didn't it? Wait until the lightning comes. What wind is it that comes with the lightning? The north wind. The ministry of the four winds of the Holy Ghost affects things on the earth like tornadoes do. It will tear it all to pieces. Because the mission of the four winds of heaven is to move and rearrange things in both the heavens and the earth. And it's a shaking up of things until it comes back in divine order. Just like it was in Genesis chapter number 1, when the Spirit of God, the wind of God moved upon the face of the waters, it was shaking things up to bring it back in, in order. In Acts chapter number 2, verse number 2, is the, the wind was the carrier of the Holy Ghost. The angels brought the Holy Ghost in, and it happened suddenly. Everybody just say, it's about to happen suddenly. So, it is not natural winds that wake people up. It is supernatural winds that wake people up, and that's what God is releasing here on this earth. This is a dimension of warfare that the church does not understand. And what this dimension requires from you is that you pray a decree and begin to use the abilities of heaven in the battle. Not your abilities. The abilities of the angels that God has over these winds. Is that helping anybody? And when you begin to align yourself up with heaven and proclaim what heaven is declaring. How many has heard me say the heavenly chronicle headline in heaven says this because I am declaring what the word of God is up in heaven when you began to do that God will literally change things in your life so what God is looking for us right now is for someone who knows without a shadow of a doubt that they have been commanded by the father to command the Holy Ghost to command his angels to come into your life and to fight against you against the enemy that is fighting against you and you have got to believe you got the power to do that and when you release it those angels must obey you you got me now amen so we're ignorant that we, of what we are actually carrying ask your neighbor say what are you carrying 
and we're unaware of who he is inside of us. And because of the power that's in us, we don't know the magnitude of his power. And as I close tonight, I want you to leave here realizing that you are God's storehouse of heaven here on this earth. He put his spirit in you so that you could have the power of God in your life. And as we close, go with me to Zechariah chapter number 6. Zechariah chapter number 6. How many glad you came to church tonight? I'll close with this because this yeah. starts giving a spiritual truth that's very, very helpful. Zechariah said, And I turned and I lifted up my eyes and I looked and behold, there came four chariots out from between two mountains. And the mountains were mountains of brass. In the first chariot were red horses. Red always is symbolic of war. And in the second chariot there was black horses. Black is always symbolic of death. And in the third chariot, there were white horses. White is always symbolic of righteousness. And the fourth chariot is grizzled and bay horses. That's your homework. Find out what grizzled and bay means. But verse number four said, Then I answered and said unto the angel that talked with me, What are these, Lord? And the angel answered me and said, These are the four spirits of the heaven which go forth from standing before Adonai of all the earth. The black horses which are therein go forth into the north. So the black horses, death, comes from the north. The white goes after them. So in order for life to come, death has got to come first. Y'all following me? And then the gristle go forth toward the south country. And then the bay horses went forth and sought to go that they might walk to and fro through the earth. So the, the first three winds comes in and handles the problems that are keeping God's power from moving all around the earth. And then the last wind that God sends opens up the whole earth to travel through the whole earth. They start walking to and fro through the earth. So they walk to and fro through the earth, and he cried unto me and spake unto them, saying, Behold, those that go toward the north country has quieted my spirit in the north country. So the north wind has a quieting effect at a national level. Verse 9, and the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Take of them of captivity, even Heldeiah, to Tebajah, and of Jedidiah, and with all which are come from Babylon, and come thou the same day, and go in the house of Josiah, the son of Zephaniah. Then take silver and gold, and make crowns, and set them upon the head of Joshua, the son of Josetek, the high priest. These, this is a movement of God when God is about to promote you from one glory to another glory. God is about to take Living Water Worship Center and promote it to a different glory than it's ever had in their life. Can somebody say amen? amen. And then it said, And speaking to them, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold the man whose name is the branch, Jesus, 
and he shall grow up out of his place and he shall build the temple of the Lord. So now God is about to build something in his house. Somebody say amen. I was hoping somebody would. God's about to build living water right now. Even he shall build the temple of the Lord and he shall bear the glory and shall sit and rule upon his throne and he shall be priest upon his throne and the council of peace shall be between them both. We got to set up a throne zone here in the earth. And the crown shall be to Helam and to Tobijah and to Jedidiah and to him the son of Zephaniah for memorial in the temple of the Lord. And they that are far off shall come and build in the temple of the Lord. And you shall know that the Lord of hosts, the captain of the angel armies up in heaven, has sent me unto you. And this shall come to pass if you will diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. That's what God is about to do in this house. Amen. You better get a hold of it. Any questions before I go? Anybody got anything they want to add? So, Lord provides. We'll come back Sunday morning. We're going to pick out one of these wins. I may not do them in order as they come, but we see there in that scripture how they come. We have the, the horses as they come, the four spirits and how they come. The first one that comes is a red horse, war. God comes against the devil and fights. The second one is the black horse, that is death. That's when God destroys the enemy in your life. The third one is when God cleans up the church. And the fourth one is when you get grizzled in bay horses. Boy, that's going to be eye-opening to some of y'all. Praise the Lord. Any questions? How many of you learned more than that you ever learned about the Holy Ghost? How many know now you really need the Holy Ghost? Yes. If you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost, if you don't have the Spirit of the Holy, of God in you, the Holy Ghost in you, and you don't have it with the evidence of speaking in another tongue, you need to seek it. Because it's already been given to you. All you got to do is receive it. Aunt Janice has got a ministry. She can lay her hands on you and transfer the Holy Ghost to you and you'll start speaking in another language. You need the Holy Ghost in this hour. Amen. 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 You cannot face the darkness that is out there without the Holy Ghost. So, tell somebody as we close, now look at them and say, slow down just a little bit. Don't be fooled by the south wind. Let the Lord reveal what he's doing. Wait for the stirring in the mulberry tree. Because the battle's not yours, it's God's. Father, take this word, use it in a mighty way. Lord, help us, Lord God, to stay just fired up with what you're sharing with us, Lord. Father, I pray for a spirit of revelation, wisdom, knowledge, understanding to come upon each and every one of them's heart and mind. Father, as they look at the scripture, they begin to see this. God, in this hour that you'll be 
just just turn their heart, Lord God, to where they want to, to learn more of the Holy Ghost. Father, I thank you that everyone under the sound of my voice is going to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost shortly, and they're going to walk in the power of the Holy Ghost, and they are going to begin to defeat the enemy in their life, and we're going to come together and release a tornado against hell, and we're going to come out victorious in the name of Jesus. Lead, guide, and direct us. Keep us safe as we go forward in the next few days, Lord God, with all this this weather that's coming, but speak to us, Lord, through the thunder, speak to us toward the lightning, speak to us toward the wind, and speak to us through the rain, and we'll give you the glory and the praise for it all in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. amen. How many of you ready for your growth? Amen. How many ready for your increase? Amen. How many ready for the north, south, east, west wind? Amen. Get ready for it. You got something you want to say? Oh, she's just thanking the Lord. Shake a neck, hug a hand. If you don't like that beside of you, pray for him. Amen. Go ahead. That man's coming. Bless her, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm oh, reason why I got this out so I could send that to you. Are you going to turn the sound the lights, I'll get it. Yeah, we'll get it. Hey, John, could you run by a Chris's apartment and drop that television off that's back yonder? All right, go ahead. Come on. If uh, if you'll just run it by there, I'll try to come by tomorrow. And Chris, are you are you going to your house? Cause John John can take that there uh that TV for you. I don't know. Is it raining? Yeah, it's been raining. It was raining just a few minutes ago. That's what I'm saying. If, 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 it can, if you can, are you coming back I'll to your mom? I can go back anytime tomorrow if it's raining. Okay, well, just come by and get it. Are you going to be over here? Yeah, He's going to be here. And he, he, it's in that back room back yonder. Right. I'm just curious. That big, that big and that flat screen I had in here, that small one, it, I don't know where it's at. It got gone. What in the world? I don't know where it's at. No idea. It's got to be here somewhere. But we, we had it sitting right there for the longest period of time. What is it? That flat screen TV that was there. I've never seen it right here in the small room right here. It may have got moved back here. 
It was on the corner of the chair over here. Or whatever you call it. Yep. She tried to beat me up today. Yeah, tried to beat you up. Yeah, you can see where I swole under my eye where she tried to hit me. Oh, he's got that poison. <laughs> What's wrong with you tonight? He's not feeling good. You feel bad? He's not been sleeping well in a month myself. No, it ain't in there. I look at the girl. Okay, no, I got that little TV if you want to watch the little TV. Like. I'm going to talk to behind this stuff here. Right here, see? I know it's set up there for a long time now. It's disappeared. It's disappeared. Like some other things around. Where's your mom? Is she in the bathroom? Well, she's not with, I don't think she's with Tina. She must be in the bathroom. Y'all be careful on the road. He's around somewhere, Yeah, I think she's sitting in the bathroom. Yeah. Keep a praying for me. Huh? Andy Griffin, I can't think of one thing that waiting on the woman. 
Yeah. Well, I did it too the day we saw it. They have. It was, um, they it had Andy Griffin before he passed away. Yeah. And weren't Garth Brooks, it was, um, I can't even think of one song that time. Talking about a Don Knox. No, this is a country song. A who? A country song. Oh. Had a one that used to play Andy Griffin. Yeah. Uh, and he's sitting in, on a bench. He's like waiting as it's like his wife and all that waiting on a woman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what's talking. About. I can't remember the name of the song. I can't think of his name right now. Hey, buddy. Come I on, hope Dad. you get the feeling better. Yeah. It's Miss Gale. Well, we the last ones out, too. And they're flapping our jaws. You got a key? I do. Yeah. So you see where she was oh, hugging me up today? All right there. Who is she? Mom. Wow. Uh, kid, I got slammed with a football this morning. Are you feeling bad? Mom's business. No one said nothing. Well, she threw the football at you? Lord, Somebody threw it across the field. I know who it was, too, and I know he's a football player. Yeah. You better be lucky it ain't football season. Yes. Y'all be careful on the way home. Oh, you too. Is she, is she at home or is she in the hospital now? She's I think... I might have her number if it transferred over from this phone. It's not raining that much that he couldn't got the car. No, he could have got it. Why don't he want to get What's her last name? Davis. Chris, it ain't raining enough. You could have got the TV. 910-758-8570. He's, yeah. he's going to get it for me in the morning. But, um... She's still not over her son. She's not going to be over that. Um, my niece said, Bertie's daughter said that she's, her nerves is out of whack. Right. It's got cold, ain't it? Because, you know, like I told Bertie, I said, Bertie, you get used to, like, if, if Trevor comes in your house, well, Daddy, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow comes, Trevor don't come. The next day comes, Trevor don't come. And you know, you got, you say, oh, he's dead. When Glenda died, I would go to pick up the phone and call her. And realize she was what gone. mosquito was bigger yeah, it than happens. the house Will y'all be that? careful? I, if I don't get by to see her, I'll give her a call at least. Okay. All right. Be careful. When do you plan on going? Well, it's just how my schedule goes. I don't really I was really going to say, uh, if you go, just get up with us and, and see if we're available. And we'll I'll, call you, I'll call you when I, if I'm over that way, when, I, when I'm over that way, because, you know, I work all the way from Myrtle Beach all the way up that way. I, know. I know. just have to catch it when I'm up that way. Well, if, if, if it's like 30 minutes in advance, then I can definitely shoot okay. up. Okay. I think it's important. We'll get it worked out. Yeah. We'll get it worked out. Y'all be careful on the road. All right. Make sure they get their car cranked up. John's coming out here tomorrow to uh, 
they start to put some more with what they call uh, weed and feed oh, okay. out here to kind of kill all these clovers and stuff mm -hmm. and everything. So uh, this girl said she had a concussion. She don't even have a concussion, does she? She nah, got hit by nah, a the little girl. No, uh -huh. no, nah, nah, she just. Her her uh, her mama threw the football at her today and it hit her in the head. Oh. They were out there playing. She ain't got a concussion. You know how little kids is. Oh yes. We young girls. You, you remember that? And, and boys too. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. They don't embellish anything in the world. That's mm -hmm. for sure. I enjoyed your services. so bad when I woke up Monday morning I thought I had appendicitis mm. and I come home Monday well until I died I was hurting bad I didn't know what it was so I wound up coming home going to bed and then through the night it really got bad so when I got up Tuesday morning I said I might have appendicitis so I go and they did X-ray come back and said, don't think you got appendicitis, but we believe you might have a, a kidney stone that's in, in your uh, urinary tract and we can't see it. Uh, so we want to keep you overnight and just make sure everything's alright. Well, it was probably 2 o'clock this morning that uh, it just it hurt. My dad, it was gone. And they still ain't figured out what it was. We're still working on it, aren't we? Like just a minute. Because it could come back, couldn't it? Now, who is this Hazel across the road? What's her last name? She was some relation to my uh, my Aunt Leola. My Aunt Leola was a guy. Okay. I don't know if Hayes was related to him or not. I know maybe her husband was or something at that point. But my, my grand, uh, my great uncle was Buck Dove and, and Leola Dove. Uh -huh. And they lived right out there at that daycare where that daycare was. Yeah, she you know, the daycare and then she worked as, um, you know, restaurant and stuff like that. Uh -huh. She done that kind of work too. And um, she's got her daughter and her, um, oh, she she 
works like a chosen horse. That's what I call her. Uh -huh. Out there all the time with her around and around. She, she takes on about three houses a day. It's just too much. Sometimes it scares me that, you know. Yeah. Well, who's moved into the Burke's place? Nobody. Nobody, so it's fake. They leave a lot on. Oh, Steve does. Well, let's see if I can get you opened up here. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Chris, be good. Hang in there. Thank you for yep. going and getting us tonight. It's very nice of you. Anytime, just give us a shout. Yeah, I did, Chris. Bert don't live there no more. Careful. I hope everything goes good tomorrow. I'll try to call and check on you. 